Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Hi, this is Kevin McCullough. Thanks for listening to the Christian Outlook podcast, where we cover today's issues from a perspective that honors your Christian faith. Our podcast is brought to you through a partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom. Here's another piece I trust you'll enjoy. James Smith is with us. His brand new work is On the Road with St. Augustine, a real world spirituality for restless hearts. Listen, I just... (laughs) I just love this book. I really do. I just, I guess I appreciate someone who is speaking into this desire we have in America today to achieve, to produce, to earn, um, in particular, I think, to make an impact. That's how I see it mostly in the Christian community, is this uh, this need to find some way to make an impact, which which what it ends up like validating your existence. And if you don't make an impact, then there's no validation of your existence. I mean, Jamie, that's what I read when I look at this book. I think, Oh my gosh, this is a story for me. Yeah, no, that's, that's right on. And I'm, I'm so encouraged that you, you see that in it. I, I think Augustine is always pushing us to ask a question like, what am I looking for when I'm looking for influence, right? Or what what am I hoping for when I'm hoping to make an impact? And and what he's always worried about is it's not the desire to make a difference that's a problem. It's actually the subtle ways that we can sort of idolize even the good of making a difference. Does that make sense? No, it to- it totally does. And I feel like in particular in a Christian circle, in the Christian subculture yeah. maybe is a better way to put it, that is epidemic. We're striving so much Especially, for that. Especially, I don't know if it's because of Twitter. I don't know if we're looking for more clicks or more follows. Or, everybody wants a platform. I guess, I guess that's what it is. And if we, like I said, if we don't, if we haven't looked at our own work and assessed that it has made an impact, then somehow the road we were on is a total waste yeah yeah and it's and and at that point it's like we were over expecting or we were expecting the wrong thing we were chasing that influence that impact uh that reverberation of our presence because we we wanted something else from it other than to serve god in gratitude and and augustine you know augustine spent his life as a pastor, as a bishop, and he was he was really attuned to these dynamics. In fact, I wonder if if pastors feel this this tension in an especially weird and, and incisive way in the sense that you're called to be this public figure and you're trying to serve God and yet that doesn't mean you're not susceptible to trying to do it for the attention, for the praise, mm-hmm. for sure. the clicks for the book deal, whatever it might be. And it's not that the serving is bad. It's not even that doing your work well is bad. Of course we should want to do that. It's just that our hearts are these idle factories that can so easily twist it into something disordered. Right. Okay, let, let me share 
I'm sorry, John. I, I got so excited. I'm interrupting John, Jamie. This is what, how bad it is here hey, in now, the studio. Hey, what's going on? I, I have a hunch this happens more than we wish. Listen, listen, don't air our jerk, dirty laundry, Jamie, before, the, uh, before all the listeners. Okay, I got to bring up this quote, though, because it's exactly what you were talking about. This is early in your book. You write this. The irony is that we experience frustration and disappointment when we try to make the road a home rather than realizing it's leading us home. That's really the heart of what you're saying. Yeah. And and this is, you know, can, can we do a little theology? Yeah, I want to. Please, yeah. Okay, because the way Augustine frames this is he thinks a lot of this is about how do we relate to creation itself. And, and the problem isn't the good things of creation. It's when we sort of glom onto them or hang on to them as if they were everything. So so when Augustine says, you know, you have made us for yourself and our hearts are restless until they rest in me, what he means is our hearts have this sort of infinite longing and capacity that can only be satisfied by God. And what happens is when, when our, our loves are sort of disordered, now we sort of look to created things as if they could satisfy like the creator but you don't you don't have to like hate the world in order to love god it's like once you love god then you can receive all of those good created things as the gifts that they are meant to be oh that's good okay he says, so he uses this this journey metaphor and he says yeah what well, what happens is when my love gets sort of disordered and I'm tending to idolize the world, it's sort of like I get in this boat because I want to sail to the other shore, which is my true home. But while I'm in the boat, I'm like, oh, this is a really cool boat. I love it. This boat has like a bowling alley and there's a rooftop pool and all these things. And you're like, hey, let's just stay in the boat. And Augustine says, well, you know, you were made for the other shore, though, and that boat is going to start to feel claustrophobic. It might be glitzy and shiny for a while, but it, is, it can't really satisfy you, ultimately. And I, I think that's the temptation that we fall into. And so then what about non-believers, Jamie? I mean, we we're talking about, you know, you're on college campuses. You see this often. So kids in their, you know, late teens, 20s, they leave college. They, you know, ascend to that tech heaven that everybody is aspires to at the same time now they've got the boat now they've got the Porsche now they've got you know the, all that all the trappings but we all know this world no matter if it's you know 2019 or 1919 or the year 19 yeah. is hollow to the core and people are still hungry wanting something deeper and this is where I, I think you mentioned this earlier John that I really do think one of the reasons why I think Augustine is so timely is because I actually think we are reaching a point in this kind of secularized experiment in which people are realizing that materialism is not returning what we hoped for. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. like I do think we see this evidence of these kinds of cracks in the secular where people are starting to realize that what they thought would be a this-worldly meaning isn't enough. Like, they, they, they have a sense that there's got to be something more. And in that sense, I mean, it might be hard um, to watch, but in some ways, disappointment is sort of the gateway to grace. That's certainly the way it worked in Augustine's 
own experience, right, was achieving everything that he had hoped for and then realizing, oh, it just sort of melts in his hand, and it's not what he was hoping for. And sometimes I think what's important is that Christians learn how to be alongside our neighbors in the midst of that disappointment and not necessarily come to them and say, aha, or let me give you the answer, or here's the message, but rather saying, hey, I see you're hungry for something. I would like to introduce you to someone. <laughs> and that ultimately, that someone is the, the father who is always there to welcome home prodigals who've tried everything but. And that seems to me at the heart of the gospel. Jamie, I want to give you an opportunity to talk um, about the importance of Augustine's story for people who have yet to believe. You know, confessions, it sounds like, oh, this is a book for Christians. This is a book, you know, for people who are very holy and upright, and we can all understand the, you know, beauty of it, whatever. But that's really not what the story is for every human, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, I think one of the things that's so compelling about Augustine is um, he wasn't a goody two shoes. <laughs> you know, like he's this is this is a, a guy who basically has lived and tried almost everything that our culture tries to find happiness in, and so he's he's. He's the kind of person who's been there, done that, tried it, mm-hmm. was, was lived through the pain of it, and then kind of came to the end of himself and found God there confronting him. And and, and in many ways, you know, he's, he wasn't looking for it. He was found. And uh, I, I think that's what makes him sort of a compelling companion for many people. I think there's a lot of our friends and neighbors who are, are realizing gosh, there's got to be something more to it than this. And so I think there's a lot of openness and kind of, I think it's why the language of quest and journey and pilgrimage is sort of in the air as a broadly spiritual thing. And I'm suggesting that Augustine's a really good companion Mm -hmm. because he's, He's, he's been there, but he's also really vulnerable and authentic in how he sort of puts himself out there so that he's not sitting there judging you. Uh, he's more like, hey, man, I've been there. I've tried that. Nice. And, Jamie, early on in the conversation, you know, you mentioned Augustine living in the late years of 300, early 400. I mean, that's so far away. And I think, well, what would I possibly have in, you know, in common with someone from an ancient time? I've got a heck of a lot more in common, I think with him than most people around me in many ways. Yeah, it's true. He also, I mean, it is very intriguing when you start looking at parallels to, I mean, he lives in a very fraught political environment. There's so much sort of upended in the world at that time. But, but for the most part, it's, it's also the dynamic of there's nothing new under the sun. And um, it turns out that humans, for millennia have been trying to satisfy these hungers in all kinds of the same ways. It's just that we have new technology. Yeah. Well, Jamie, I think this is the perfect book for for someone who's thoughtful, um, who's wondering, who's seeking, uh, whether it's someone who's come to faith or has yet to come to faith. Um, I think it can speak to anybody. I just, I really appreciate how you immersed yourself in his story and uh, you introduced us. So thanks. Yeah. 
I, I so appreciate that. I'm really hoping it might also be. I kind of hope it might be a book somebody reads when they think they're on the way out of faith, oh. and say, "Hey, let, have, consider this guy and see if he isn't being intellectually honest with you." Very nice, James K. Smith. Thank you, Jamie. On the road with Saint Augustine, a real world spirituality for restless hearts. Kath and I say yes. Big thumbs up for On the Road with Saint Augustine. Thanks for listening to Christian Outlook. Our program is coming to you today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you enjoy our podcast, take a moment and tell a friend to subscribe today. 